0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 6, Episode 9 of Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. This is the Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze Holiday Special, and joining us now, Santa Claus.
1: You'll shoot your eye out, kid! <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker! <laughs> Merry Christmas and season-fucking-greetings! Welcome back, Jeremy, to Professor Vilmer from his fucking deathbed! Man, I'm to back What the fuck? Oh, Don't it's... Cough on me! <laughs> what the fuck?
0: It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Um, Yeah, I don't know if uh, coronavirus can travel over microphone or not. So, yeah, you might want to be careful. Um, So I thought I had coronavirus. I had done some babysitting for a family member, somebody who comes over every Sunday. And uh, they turned up positive two Tuesdays ago for COVID. At the same time, I had a sore throat, a cough, and a stuffy nose. So, obviously, I got sent home from work immediately, um, went to the doctor the next day, got the full test. Now, I guess there are two tests. There's one that tests for antibodies that you get back, or antigens, that you get back pretty much right away, which is what my family member did, so they knew that same day. Yeah. But mine tests for actual viral load, so you can't get a false negative. If there's any virus in your system, you'll know, but... It takes a couple days. So it was Tuesday, I th- the following Tuesday, before I knew anything. Yeah. Um, but this whole time, I'm, I'm coughing, I'm sneezing and shit. Last weekend hit. I woke up Saturday sicker than hell. And uh, that's when I think that's when you and I decided you were going to do the, the episode solo. I woke up Sunday still sick. About 4 or 5 o'clock on Sunday, I started to feel better. Monday morning, I woke up and had a stuffy nose. That was it. Okay. Turn, got my test results back. It was negative. So it turns out I got a nasty head and chest cold. It just happened to be at the same time a nasty virus with the same symptoms was going around. And I had a family member test positive.
1: Well, I hope your family members uh, want to mend. I'm glad to have you back. Uh, the good news is there's another COVID vaccine that's been approved by the uh, FDA. The, uh, Moderna, I guess is how you say it. Um, Moderna? Moderna. It's Moderna. Moderna? Okay. But uh, so that's, uh, you know, maybe, you know, here's the thing, man. There's no giving up on hope, people. We still have hope. Hope has not tapped out. Hope has not been canceled for fucking 2020. So keep your hopes high. That something, you know, just stay positive, man. You know, I'm glad to have you back. Yeah, I did the episode, It's Good to be King. Uh, A lot of people said I did all right on that. I was glad to do it. Um, Of course, I missed you, but um, um, I had fun with it. And like we always try to do on here, we try to have fun with it. Yeah. So uh, with that, I want to go on to say a couple things locally. In my neck of the woods over here, I'm going to drink water there real quickly. I want to send out a uh, congratulations to the Ashland Tomcats. Uh, Football, the state championship uh, took place in Lexington, Kentucky yesterday. Uh, the Class 3A champs were um, the 11-0, 11-0 Ashland Tomcats, who beat E-Town. That's Elizabethtown. Something about this, Jeremy, I just want to tell you, and you know, I'm a former Tomcat, I played basketball. I played football up to my freshman year, but we still had a junior high system in place back then. But uh, nonetheless, in the feeder system, of two, high, two junior highs. Uh, for my, the basketball team in Ashland last year finished, the, the, the state tournament would have been in March, right? We went on lockdown. The basketball team in Ashland this year was 33-0, and man, heading to the state championships in Lexington. I think, if I'm not mistaken, um, they were going to play in a first round, Elizabethtown, in basketball. So they must have a hell of a good class down there this year, too. So anyway, they ended up canceling the state uh, boys' basketball championship. But um, the Tomcats football team went 11-0. and and I think E-Town was undefeated um, until yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Another thing, uh, just a little bit of history here, the uh, Tomcats had not went undefeated since 1958 when they won the state championship. Then, uh, when I was in grade school, they won it in 75. They lost the game, uh, but they still won a state championship. In a game in 1990, they won, beating Lincoln County. That was the last time they had uh, won a state championship. So it like 30 years coming um, so that's pretty cool. I, I knew uh, not the 58 one, of course, but 75 and 90 in and 2020. Uh, and, and, and I know a lot of these guys, older and the younger. Um, also, from an hour from here, one of the old Smoky Mountain wrestling towns, Paintsville, Kentucky. Congratulations to them. On Friday, they won the state A championships. That school has been around 100 years and never won a state championship in, in football. They have in basketball. But uh, uh, they won their first one, so congratulations, to these local high school teams, man. I just want to kind of uh, put that out there, man. A lot of times, on a, I used to go to the football games. I got in the last few years where I, you know, you don't know some of the kids. You only know their their parents, maybe, you, you know, blah blah blah. And I have a hard time sitting for that long sometimes. And I don't mind, used to not mind going to a half of the game, then walking back to my house, calling them a few minutes from the stadium. And catching the second half on a radio. But the last few years I've just been, especially with this year with the COVID thing. Yeah. I just listened on a radio. Now they've got a hometown sports you can watch and this and that. I just prefer listening to the radio because we've got uh uh Dickie Martin, who's a legend around here, As a um uh, he does statewide, he's done basketball, football, um, coming and going. His family's run ran this radio station, been DJs for years and and then professional mm-hmm. announcers and stuff. So he's a real um Homer, man, let me tell you, and people from this area will know when I say Homer, man, if they mess something up, he lets them know. He's definitely a Tomcat fan on the radio. He's way biased, and he used to annoy the hell out of me, even if he's put me over. But, uh, but, yeah, he's a good dude, a great announcer. In fact, uh, one time I'd seen him somewhere, and... Uh, he said something on the radio and this this has been obviously a several years ago. I've seen him since then of course he he must have been going to the station. I'm just and he says, Yeah, I'll just say, guess what? I just saw Bobby Blaze and uh was, was talking on the radio as he's tra- you know, changing with the other DJ, right? And he goes, Man I I guess Bobby must be about 40 years old now. And of course, I was about 40, but I was still resting. I was like, you cocksucker, you, you know, uh, to myself. I'm riding my car and I just happened to see him, like, at the donut shop or something. You know, just something stupid. But, yeah, congratulations to those teams, and I was glad to um, listen to the whole second half yesterday. I had some another commitment my brother and I did um uh before i start listening to the whole second half uh, but i did enjoy it um also thank you to a couple people out there jeremy i got a couple early christmas presents uh one from uh, a couple friends of mine sent me some little things here and there and i won't uh, give them personalized shout outs because i don't think any of these three guys would like a personalized shout out but got a couple gift cards got a got a couple other things uh I just leave it at that, some cash kind of thing. And uh, appreciate y'all very much, man. I put on my Christmas wish list, fucking around on Twitter the other day. You said I left off bourbon. uh, (laughs) Yeah. I'm in Kentucky, so I guess I can get that anytime, you know. uh, Well, is there kind of lay low on that?
0: (laughs) Who who in Kentucky is still making a good bourbon?
1: Oh man. Um, Oh man. Is there a lot of
0: a lot of good whiskeys coming from outside that area now, but they can't yeah. call themselves bourbon even if they're made the same way.
1: Yeah, um, I, I I'm a I'm an old makers mark guy. That's my favorite. Oh, product. that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, I like that. But if I'm doing shots, I just get um some um I think you pronounce it Urza Brooks. Um, it's, it's just the sour mash and it's just one you can do shots of, you know, uh, my, I tell you one I have to stay away from, um, I haven't had it for two years, uh, that I know of, (laughs) Uh, the, uh, Woodford Reserve is one of the best. I really love the Woodford Reserve. To me, it's, uh, it's a really good, good, smooth whiskey. I like that a lot. Bourbon, you know, um, I, Got in trouble with it a few years ago because it was so smooth. I'm like, you know, nothing legal, but I was like, oh, man, I'm embarrassed now. Jeez. Cause I, was, but um, I'd had some since then, and then uh, uh, a good friend, William, a couple years ago, uh, doesn't drink. And uh, someone had given him a gift, and he he said, hey, man, I've had this for a couple years, and I've heard you say on the air. Because usually in January February is about the time I do some uh, whiskey, to be honest with you, uh, when it's real cold. Um, every once in a while I do a shot, but but sure. usually uh, late December, uh maybe January, and February, I'll I'll take a shot here or there and keep some around. Uh, but uh William Harding gave me a, 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 some um, Wolf Reserve. So I think that's a pretty good one. But if I'm gonna sit down and you know have a mixed drink or something, I'm a, like I said, probably probably maker's mark is my favorite. I'm gonna probably uh be in Christmas, this is what I usually do on Christmas, I get me um some Southern Comfort, and, um, I sip that sometimes, you know, just, uh, it's just a little, uh, it's a little sweet, you know, minty, um, yeah, I can, alcohol, I can never, I can
0: never describe Southern Comfort's flavor, I mean, yeah. it's or, it tastes like an orange mouthwash,
1: yeah. and I just uh, do that for the holidays, I'm yeah. not an eggnog guy, but I'll, you know, I'll have some around just for that reason only, um, but, um, as you and I talk about four times, sometimes we just have to stay, lay low off of that yep. um, stuff. You know, I, I try to not have any beer a couple of days and see how that goes and just kind of saving up my calories maybe for, for um, Christmas
0: Eve. Christmas. Got some food coming, yeah. Uh-oh. Hello. All right. You there?
1: I think we've lost Jeremy. Yes, well, I think we lost Jeremy for a second.
0: And from my end, it looked uh, like we lost you. So, yeah. Who, who knows? Oh,
1: maybe we did. And, and, you know, the thing is, I was worried. I got on the Internet earlier. Um, it was raining. It has been raining here um, overnight and earlier today. And, of course, that knocks the hell out of Windstream, my server up here. But yep. but I've had Internet all day. But that could be what had happened. this looks like, just looking out the window, it looks like it's, uh, you know, cold as a witch's tit and, um no, well, anyway, raining. We'll see. If we stay on or not? No, I just ask if you had a favorite bourbon. Oh, you know, so <clears throat> Bullet is
0: my go-to. Uh, okay, be- because this it's it's yeah, it's it's a good one for the price. Um, you know, it's not it's not incredibly expensive, but it's still nice and smooth and has a good caramely flavor to it. Um, there, there was one that I used to like to get that came out of California. Um, And what they did was they actually charred three different types of wood and put it in there in an oak barrel with this whiskey and let it age for a few years like that. That was really good, but I can't remember their name, and I bought a case of it one time because you couldn't get it anywhere. Um, Now, i got to tell you, the best one I ever had was one called Pappy Van Winkles, which if you can find it in a bar, a shot will run you somewhere between $75 and $125. Uh,
1: You know what? Uh, morning moroses, Julie, uh, M- Miranda, mm-hmm. um, Julietta. She, uh, she was drinking out in the show just a few weeks ago. Put it over big time. I've never oh, had it. I yeah. knew I heard that name, but no, I've never had it. So it cost you about 75 or a hundred bucks in a shot. huh?
0: yeah. And a few years ago when I got it, what had happened was, uh, the only, they only bottle so much every so often, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's part of what keeps the price up, but a few years ago when I tried it, when I first heard about it, what had happened was a the truck carrying the bottles had got hijacked. So, the only stuff on the market was the previous years, mm-hmm. so a shot was 130 bucks or something. And Jeez. And this one place in Manteca, California, a little city not far from here, There's it's funny, there's this bowling it looks like a bowling alley from the outside, but it's a card room, okay? Um, Right next to it, there's this, it doesn't look like anything. It's a place called Ernie's, which is one of the best restaurants in Central California, but you'd never know it's there. You go into their bar, and they got a, a bottle of Happy Van Winkle sitting right up there. So okay. you know, I'm in there with a customer one time and I'm like, I'm going to need to try a shot of that. And the guy told me how much I was like, all right, just one shot of that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm uh, not very familiar with it. Like I said, I just recognized the name from her program over yeah. there. Uh, uh, i have to try a shot one day, but we'll see. Uh, oh, man. Anyway, back on track here. Um, let's go with... Uh, Let's see, we went over several different things here. Hey, all the fans, thanks for tuning in last week. I do appreciate that. We are glad to have Jeremy back. Um, we had a passing uh, since then. I don't think um, um, I know. I didn't mention the last week's program, but it happened December 11th. Uh, uh, Tommy Tiny uh, Lister, um, better known as Zeus, professionally known as Zeus, but Tiny Lister, Tommy was the real name. He passed away. Um, you know he wrestled um, um, Hulk Hogan back back in the day, in no holds barred. The uh, if, you're, if you're a real big guy, um, he was blind from birth, and one eye man, and so I guess he uh, was found in his apartment um, by his manager, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, anyway, one of the things I uh, he was in those I'll let Jeremy talk after this because I was going to say one of the things well I remember one of those Friday movies. Uh, that cracked me up. He had a, that real big guy, that he's playing the ex convict, he's riding that bicycle. And he'd tell him, the young guy said, Get out, get knocked out like your father used to. So he intimidated <laughs> him, you know, get knocked out like your father used to. So he back in the day beating people's ass, you know. But uh, Ice Cube, I, I guess he said he could terrify people just, you know, turn it on, a drop of a hat and turn it back off, you know. And uh, some of the guys I heard talk about him in the wrestling business uh, said in the back, you know, he just mind his own business. It was business only. And, and uh, so anyway man may rest in peace he was 62 years old it said that he had um covid earlier in the year but he had recovered from that uh but they did did say that it was um undetermined death at this time but uh, I know you know some other movies is in and I think he was a fan of his as well big big uh, I think it was like 6566275 and solid man solid
0: yeah he he was a slab of beef of a man I mean he was just a huge dude um you know, and the fact that they kept pulling him out to wrestle Hulk Hogan just to, like, give Hogan a more imposing-looking villain to work with gives you an idea how big this guy would have had to have been. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, no holds barred, Bobby. I'm going to go go on record and say it was probably one of the shittiest wrestling movies ever made. Probably one of the <laughs> shittiest movies ever made. Or Dookie, uh, as the movie's own script would probably call it. Um, not because of, not because of, um, the people in it necessarily, definitely not because of tiny, but yeah. man, that was just a dog shit script. And then that, <laughs> and then you got to get your head around immediately after that, they go ahead and they pull Zeus from the movie. Now has to wrestle Hulk Hogan in real life and some kind of Möbius strip of stupidity. I don't know how that worked, but it gave an imposing villain. Um, for me though, Uh, his best moment was in the dark night when the the Joker's got the two boats trying to play, uh, the prisoner's dilemma, you know, you know, the switch you're holding might blow up your ship, might blow up the other guy's ship. One of them's got, you know, just people trying to get back to their car and the other one's, uh, full of prisoners. And then Zeus is on the prisoner ship and he, he, you know, he's making it sound like he's going to take the switch and blow up the other boat. And, you know, give it to me. I'll do what you should have done already. And they hand it to him. He just tosses it out the window. Great. (laughs) Yeah, it was was a a great scene. And, you know, he he carried it off perfectly because he looks like such a fucking monster, you know. Yeah. And that was just probably, probably the best thing I've ever seen him do. But it was also
1: just a, a great scene in a movie, you know. Yeah, right on, man. That's good stuff. Well, I tell you, what we're going to do uh, Jeremy real quickly. Let me just check out something here. How about this? I'm going to save the tweet of the week till later on in the okay. podcast. Kind of towards the end, and we'll stick with movies. Okay. Oh, okay. We're doing yeah. a Christmas special. I sent you a list of movies, um, not in any particular order, but some we might just want to throw out there. Um, and I threw a couple out there: uh, The Grinch and Bad Santa, Christmas Story, It's a Wonderful Life, etc. Home Alone, whatever. So, so here's my thing. I, I know you got a you wrote down. So, how does I just put a couple movies? As we discuss this, we're going to have fun with it, folks. And I hope you all enjoy this at home or wherever you listen to this podcast at. My two questions I put on there, and then Jeremy added some more movies, was I put, is Home Alone a Christmas movie? And how about Die Hard? So I know at least a couple people I know that's going to argue with me, like, Die Hard's a fucking Christmas movie. And I'm like, that fucking took place on Christmas. Different concept, folks, okay? Yeah, I I I, anyway, so let's talk some movies since we're on finishing up with, uh, with Zeus there, rest in peace, uh, Tiny Lister, but uh, Scrooge, the Elf, uh, fucking bad Santa, whatever. Let's talk movies. Have fun with. Them. Well, let's.
0: I, I, I got to get into this Die Hard thing for a moment. Yeah, you know, this, please this, do. This hipster bullshit showed up about ten years ago. You know, oh, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Fuck you, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. If, yeah, if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, so is fucking Gremlins, and so is Lethal Weapon. This is just a Christmas is a time of year in these things. Now, Gremlins may be more of a Christmas movie than Die Die Hard, just because uh, Gizmo was a Christmas gift to Billy in that movie. Okay, there's no Christmas gifts and shit in Die Hard. And Lethal Weapon yeah. takes place during Christmas, and I would go on right. record. Lethal Weapon is a better movie than Die Hard, I would think, or I would say. So, I'll tell you what, tough call now. Yeah, movie, it but is. I like
1: this. I'll tell you this. The fight scene, Mr. Joshua. Yeah. It, it was, I feel no pain. That's Gary Busey played that badass part when he still had a fucking half a brain in his head. Him and Mel Gibson had a hell of a fight in that movie, man.
0: Yeah, the choreography um, so, on that was really good, too. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, you know, before Mel Gibson was a fucking lunatic that, you know, just found <laughs> an the There's two
1: of them right there together. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Busey and Mel Gibson. So, well, look, Gary oh, Gary man. Busey
0: is, like, things happen to him. I mean, he, yeah, he's, oh, yeah, 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 you he's know.
1: Wonderful actor. I mean, he was one of my favorite actors at one time. We talked about him in Barbarossa still, yeah. you know. Uh, uh, the Buddy Holly story back in the day is, yeah, I think you know too much cocaine and then that fucking um, uh, motorcycle accident, no helmet, you know. Yeah. Uh, fuck, he was a great in a movie called Big Wednesday back in like around nineteen seventy eight or so. Uh, him and John, uh, uh, John Michael Vincent and a couple of the, uh, uh, John, Sa- they're they're surfers man out in California looking for that big wave in the sixties. Uh, it's a great fucking movie, man. Gary Busey's awesome in that. Yeah. So uh, back to the Christmas movies though. Uh man, um I like that bad Santa that that cracked me up, man. that that one there and um I don't know. Some people like it, some people don't. Uh, that Christmas story, uh, my mom used to watch that. And, you know, as your family members get older and the TV stays on the same channel and you stay play those things on those marathons, you know, uh, you just get used to seeing them. I haven't watched that forever, but I used to, I'd see it on her TV <clears throat> or mom and dad, you know, back in the day or whatever and be like, that's pretty fucking good, you know, to me, um, that kind of memory. But, um, I don't know that I have an actual favorite Christmas movie. Shit, I, I like uh, I like them uh, cartoons, you know, Charlie Brown, and I like the fucking uh, Frosty and those things and Rudolph, but fuck, uh, I don't watch any of them now. Maybe I will soon, you know. I, I don't know, but um, I'm not right now. I'm, I'm not.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's a way that a lot of movies became uh, Christmas staples, right? And okay. I, I believe A Wonderful Life. This is what happened. I believe A Wonderful Life went into the public domain early, because uh, back then the copyright laws were real weird. You had to renew them periodically, and they weren't automatically copyrighted yet. And I mean, a lot of weird shit that you know we would okay. never think. So as I understand it, it's A Wonderful Life goes into the public domain. Therefore, TV stations could air it for free, no royalties, no payouts, yeah. nothing um and that means all the ad revenue they got was theirs too. So you take a movie that you got for cheap or for free and you, you run it into the ground especially back in the day of local TV stations. Right, so, right. So right. so it's a wonderful life being being a good movie, you know, it's just one that didn't make a lot at the box office and then went, you know, went public domain. Well, it gets yeah, played every it. Yeah, it gets played every year on rotation by every TV station cuz they can do it for free and keep all the ad revenue. <clears throat> so you take a movie that didn't do well at the box office and they forgot to up the copyright and now we've all been seeing it for 105 years because <laughs> because they can play it. And I think yeah. I think A Christmas Story was kind of similar like it, it made back what it cost to make. Yeah. Um and then they started letting TV stations play it for like f- not not free but very little money. Yeah, and then yeah. TBS and people started doing the twenty four hour plays and things like that. Yeah, um, but it's one that just went from a movie that everybody would have forgotten to a holiday classic because we've seen it so many times now.
1: Yeah, I probably I think it come out like eighty three ish maybe, and I don't. But I think it wasn't until around eighty nine or ninety that I really okay, and then early nineties it started playing real regular. You know. Yeah. So, um, but uh, do you have a favorite Christmas movie? I really sit. I'm drawing a blank. I don't have an actual favorite fucking christmas movie probably you know i don't know just i like a lot of movies man you know oh yeah
0: yeah yeah well you know you know my favorite christmas movie is bobby what's that die hard
1: oh, fuck. <laughs> all right well let's finish up movies man we're talking about christmas night was a huge night for professional wrestling back in the day uh people have many fond memories of uh based on it that, that night for the annual christmas shows uh and uh, I've had a lot of fond memories of, of uh, why am I using that fond word? I don't know, but anyway, it come to mind, um, I've had a lot of good memories of Christmas uh, matches uh, taking place. When I was in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, we did a, a tour. I was there for, I guess, three Christmas, maybe uh, Christmas chaos came every year and uh, Dunno's in Knoxville, Johnson city, Barbersville, uh, Morristown, Tennessee, places like that. Um, and, you know, just as a, Done a couple more, you know, here and there. Um, just fun time to be a fan of professional wrestling during Christmas. So I thought we'd have some fun with it. I don't, um, not going to bring up any particular match that I remember or don't remember because sometimes it's a fog, man. And then I'll get off here, and my brother, or one of my buddies, or even you'll say, "Why did you mention this?" And I'm like, "Because I fucking forgot," you know. Uh-huh. Uh, I sincerely did, but what I did is um, I went to um, pro wrestling history. Pre- Pro Wrestling Historical Society.com is where I got this info. And the first couple might not mean a lot to you or me or a lot of our fans. I don't honestly know that, but I went to my birth year and found some matches. I went to your birth year and then we're going to step back in time to 1978 to kind of follow up what we did for our Christmas show or Thanksgiving shows rather to see what took place that same year at Christmas. So I found out in 1963 in Columbus, Georgia. Uh, and again, he's a very just just something I just pulled together. I wasn't sure if Jeremy, the professor, was going to be back or not. So these are some things I just pulled up we thought we'd have fun with. Uh, 1963, the year I was born, uh, found a matches from Columbus, Georgia. It was a Georgia-Southeastern Tag Team Championship match. It was Bob Essenberg and Bob Morrow defeated Luke Graham and um, El, uh, Al Galanto. Al Galanto, they were the champions, so they became the new champions. So I don't know too much about that. Of course, we know who Luke Graham was from that. Any comments on that, Jeremy, before we go to your birth year?
0: Um, you know, I'm, I'm actually surprised you found as much as you did, because <clears throat> while we all think of our birth year as being part of the modern age, when you, <laughs> when you look at it now, 63 and 73, most TVs those years were still black and white. Um, a lot of the country, you got two TV channels, maybe three if your antenna was strong enough. Um, so I'm surprised that, that you could find even as much as he did for 63 and 73. I, honestly, I am, just because... Thank you. Yeah. Um, also, great job hosting the show alone last week. I have tried to do solo shows before, and they're fucking hard to do. So I, I did want to get that in there as well.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. That's, yeah. that's, all right. I accept that. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, 73, you're you born here, uh, Christmas wrestling card at the Memorial Auditorium in Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, why don't you read some of the matches from this one here, and we'll talk about it before we jump to 78, because I think we're going to play a little games. So this is your birthday, uh, birth year, rather. So, we're coming to you from... Um, uh Columbus, Georgia, now we're coming to you from Greenville, South Carolina. What we got here
0: All right, so this one is March's as a special tag team, the amazing Zuma and Pedro Colombo versus Tony Romano and Frank Cochran uh known uh, results are unknown see that yeah. doesn't that doesn't shock me, you know.
1: Yeah,
0: you're right. Um, mixed midget tag team. Okay, so can we still use the M word in this context? Because I know there's like a don't don't use that term anymore, but it's still called midget wrestling. So I I don't know how but, I don't know how to address this. So if anything, the
1: midget once man in a match, you oh, know. Oh Jesus um, Christ! I know. Merry Christmas, fucking read yeah. The results. Yeah, right.
0: yeah. So anyhow, what oh, I'm yeah. saying is, if there are any little people listening and I am being offensive, please know that I do not. Mean to be offensive and let me know what, what else I should call this. But anyhow, Peggy Downs and Billy the Kid versus Donna Christian and Little Love. Result unknown.
1: That sounds like some kind of fucking porno fucking four way right there.
0: It really does. (laughs) It's
1: like a fucking porno four way right there. You know that, and
0: it doesn't even sound like something from the seventies. It sounds like from the (laughs) mid eighties when everybody was using video and poor lighting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There you go. Yeah. Again, results unknown of that, but I think that ended up with a bunch of fucking uh, uh, fucking money shots. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to
0: say a lot of towels were needed. I think at the end of that one.
1: Okay.
0: Um, Number three, demand return bout Jerry Briscoe versus the Destroyer. Results are unknown.
1: Yeah. Wow. Hmm. I'm I'm gonna say Briscoe may have went over on that because it's in uh, South Carolina, but then again, I might be thinking well, Destroyer might be a bigger star at that point, uh, on a national level or international level. So, so that could have been a draw, maybe. I don't know. I'm just just well, kind of just out there. You let's know. see.
0: Okay, so let's 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 kind of game this out just a little bit here.
1: N.W.A., though, probably Jerry uh, Briscoe. Yeah, I was
0: going to say N.W.A., Christmas Night. I'm I'm saying... Babyface. Yeah, I'm saying Babyface. Uh, yeah, I'm, baby I'm saying Jerry Briscoe. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're right. you're, just because I don't think you're setting anything up on Christmas Night, I think you're paying it off, right? There
1: you go. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes,
0: sir. I, that's, that's just my guess. Um, okay, then the lights out. Anything goes special. Sandy Scott versus Beauregard. Now, Beauregard is okay a couple weeks back i said that the name ray was the most southern name ever i actually have to take that back because beauregard is the most southern name ever
1: (laughs) okay um now let me ask yes yes do you think a guy should spell it b e a u or b o now, someone has – they spelled her name B-O-W, and that sounds like bow to me. So that's not bow, but I'll go with the southern way would be – because I know like Bo Jackson goes bow, you know, B-O. Bo knows bow. Yeah. Or B-E-A-U, like Bo James. Shout out to you, Bo. Um, he, he goes with that, and he's a southern uh, wrestler, you know. So what's your preference that there's a spelling there on that? Okay, version? so – so Ray versus Raymond and Bologn and, and, and both. Well okay,
0: so I'm I'm French American. Um I would say the proper way to spell it would be B be, B A B E A U would be the proper way to spell it, which is okay. Which is French for beautiful. I mean, obviously we take it from the same word. I don't know regard is of beautiful goodbye yeah. or something, but I would say that's the proper way to spell it. Now when you shorten it though, However, your inclination goes, I would think, yeah. is the proper way. I mean, if you want to go B O yeah. or you know B
1: A B E A U, I like both. I like both. Yeah. A lie. I, I do. Um, I can't hardly spell uh, B O with the without just thinking B O in my head, but the B E A U that to me looks like a beautiful way to spell your name. You yeah, know? so cool. Again, on that one, error results unknown. Um, Probably Sandy Scott, though, more than likely, again, being in South Carolina and him and his brother was over down there for so many years. That's just a guess. And I don't know that he was the baby face, but I imagine he may have been. Um, the way they had the card listed, but I could be wrong. So, um, anyway, anything about 1973 on that car from uh, Greenville, South Carolina? Before we jump ahead to uh, time, jump to 1978 because we got some th- three good choices, I think. In well, let me
0: see here. Was there was something that was standing out to me about this that I was going to bring up? But let me look, and because I've lost. Quit around, going but...
1: back to the fucking midget porn match, okay? No, well, I've I've actually got that <laughs>
0: pasted into Google because I'm going to check that one out later.
1: Um, <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, let's see. No, I think, I think I was good on that one. Um, okay. let's see here. Yeah. You know, I, something did when on the initial read through there, and, but I don't remember what it was.
1: All right. All right. Well, let's jump to 78. We're just going to do this. <clears throat> From our Thanksgiving podcast, we read, you know, the professor had like champions of that year, uh, some big matches that took place on Thanksgiving uh, night. And so we just kind of stuck with that. I, I, I thought about doing it a different way. And then I, I, Jeremy and I se- self, even before he got sick, uh, we had talked about it. I so said, yeah, 78 will stay right there. So that works. So um, we um, the first one was in uh, Tri-State Wrestling Allowance that uh, took place in New Orleans, Louisiana, had the attendance of 15,900 people at a gate of $78,000. Uh, $78, rather, Now, this looks like it was a um, uh, a tag team. And I'm going to jump to the note and I'll let Jeremy take over. There were 10 tag teams total in this tournament. And so as Jeremy uh, reads through some of these results up here, you'll see some of the same names a couple of times because it was, it was a big uh, 10-team tag team tournament. And I think you'll be surprised from some. Now, some of our mid South fans probably won't be, but a lot of fans will be surprised about some of these guys from the um, from the New Orleans show in 1978. Take over, Professor.
0: All right. So the first one we have here is Dusty Rhodes and Andre the Giant going over Jerry Brown and Bobby Jaggers. Um, how fucking hot a tag team would Dusty Rhodes and Andre the Giant be in the <laughs> 70s? Jesus Christ.
1: And I'm thinking they may have been on magazine covers together at that time. I think there was one around. I could be wrong. But I know that individually at 78, you know both those guys were on covers. Oh, BWI yeah. And stuff. So, yeah. But uh, there probably was a cover of them somewhere together, too, just thinking. They was two big a stars, man, not, not to have a cover. Yeah. Uh, the next match was um, uh, Dusty Rose and Andre defeated Ron Bass and Ron Slinker. Now, I didn't know these men personally, but, I'm, of course, I met Dusty. Uh, I work with WCW and stuff, but but Andre, I met as a fan when I was young. I told that story about just he's flashing through the crowd, just you know, handing out high fives and handshakes. But uh, I met Ron Bass and Ron Slinker when I was down in Florida. Didn't know him very well, but I did come in contact with him because I was down at the Florida office at the time when I was doing training. Um, and Ron Slinker kind of did a karate type gimmick, and Ron Bass had been up in the uh, uh, Tennessee area back in the day. You know, probably shortly before or after his time, maybe he was still working in uh, Tennessee territory to go for this tournament. But obviously, Andre and Dusty, they defeat them to move to match number three, which was what, uh, Jeremy? Uh,
0: number three was the, tri- let us see here, the Louisiana Heavyweight Championship. Mr. Olympia, Jerry Stubbs, defeats the Assassin one. Yeah. Now, who do we know who the Assassin would have been at this time?
1: Oh, um, um, you know, with that, would that have been um, Jody Hamilton or not, um, or Tom Renesto? No. One, one of the. Would you think it was one of the original ones?
0: Yeah, I would think so. I think it'd
1: be one of those too. So if it's over in Louisiana, um, yeah, they probably coming from Georgia because Jerry probably come in from Alabama, maybe. Um, and I, I would say that'd be probably one of the original assassins, either Jody Hamilton or um, uh, Tom Renesto, um, either one of them Um, because on TV it could be announced as number one or number two and this one here they could have just been you know oh yeah uh, yeah they could go go with
0: go with whatever number they need there could have been two assassin number ones that night Yeah. yeah
1: Yeah, and, and the other one could have been wrestling. You know, had the night off for wrestling over Atlanta, and don't have any card from there or something. You know. Yeah. But I would say to be one of the original ones. Uh, so uh, yeah, Mister Olympia uh, Jerry Stubbs became the new champion also uh, that night and took us to our final and fourth match, which was go ahead and put us out there. The uh, Results Professor. Right. This, this surprised me honestly. Yeah, who, okay. who they fought? That's who surprised me. Let me say that. Yeah, this is, well, <laughs>
0: it's it's a pretty big fucking team they go they yeah. they face here the United. United States Tag Team Championship Tournament finale. Dusty Rhodes and Andre the Giant defeat Stan Hansen and Ernie Ladd.
1: Damn, man. Yeah, Look ta- at them four guys. That's that's a tag team match right there. Uh, I'm putting that over, man, because we got another couple cards to go to, and we're going to decide which you know which card we'd rather attend to see. Hey, listen, if you're out there, we appreciate you listening. Hit the professor up at the Geekish Cast on Twitter. Hit me up at BobbyBlaze744 on Twitter, or hit up the uh, joint account, which is Bell BellToBellBlaze on Twitter. Tell us which one of these three matches you would have liked to have attended in 1978. Let us know what you think. So if that's a really strong card that came to you from New Orleans. Um, I'm going to give you a quick card that came from uh, Memphis, Tennessee. And i tell you why quick, because I want to get the top results of the championship match. Then I'll let uh, the professor introduce where we're doing the uh, third card from that night. So in Memphis, Tennessee, that night, Austin Idol defeated Jerry Lawler uh, to become the new AWA Southern Heavyweight Champion. Um, that was the only match I had listed. The professor done some homework, and I had mentioned last week about Jerry Lawler holding that that uh, Southern title fifty times. 17 of which was under the N- AWA, under NWA reign. And Professor done a little bit of history there just to kind of double check that. It was just kind of blurred right there, those years. But in 78, it could have been um, either one, but it, 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 was, it was being ran by the... It was an AWA Southern Heavyweight title. That was a championship title match, but I think the NW, they had already started working with the NWA. Was that correct, Professor?
0: Um, It's a little hazy. So one of so, those 17 reigns. Yeah, yeah so it, it, earlier in this same year, I think it was said it was July, yeah. the title was still the NWA Southern Heavyweight title, but it had become the AWA Southern Heavyweight title and may yeah. have still been the same belt. It's, it's really hard to... Kind right. of parse out because yeah you're well, right you know there were, there were periods of time that the title was the AWA title but it was being booked and managed by the NWA yeah so
1: and uh, Austin Idol defeated Jerry to De King Lawler I hope you liked last week's episode on Lawler um, Austin Idol winning that makes me believe that they're uh, they were working for something towards the New Year's probably they mm-hmm. had probably. Uh, taking something where that was such a, such a, a weekly territory. They were probably planning something, like you said earlier, for the payoff being Christmas. They were planning on a payoff being like after the first of the year or something probably. That's what it looks like to me. But anyway, that's the only information I have from that card. Uh, we're we're going to go to one more card from that year. I'll let the professor talk about it. Um, throw throw me if you want me to throw some matches out as, as we go down there and introduce each one of them. Tell me where we're coming from and um, uh, who's on this great card from 1978, professor. All right. Well,
0: in 1978, this would have been in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, World uh, Championship Wrestling. Uh, the first match would have been Gary Hart defeating T. John Thibodeau. I do Can not I know T. John Thibodeau.
1: No, nope. if anyone out there does, I knew a couple people last time. uh, Venice, uh Richard Blood, and Super Mark Five, and some a couple other names. So uh, T. John, uh, what do you say, Thibodeau?
0: Thibodeau, yeah, Thibodeau. Thibodeau.
1: Yeah. Uh, Gary Hart defeats him. That doesn't surprise me.
0: Yeah, well, um, and Gary and, Hart, of course, uh, you know the perennial fucking awesome guy. But yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm just trying to think 78 there, so he's, he's opening up the show, but he's probably coming back out managing somewhere along through there around that time, getting ready to start managing. So uh, next batch was uh, now you, we've seen this guy's name at Thanksgiving was uh, Bill White, but Boyle Ramos defeated Bill White. So he must have been a regular because we, we mentioned those two um, on Thanksgiving, you know, just a month before this. If you recall. Yeah. So uh, anyone that knows of, uh, that's a Bill White fan, send us some information on that gentleman, please. Yeah.
0: Go and take back over, Jeremy. All right. number th- The third match here would have been Tiger Conway Jr. defeating Coloso Colosetti. Um, I have come across the name Tiger Conway Jr. I do yeah, not I- know Colosetti, though.
1: I don't either. Ta- Con- uh, Tiger Conway Jr., I've, uh, he used to wrestle in the South Summit. He wrestled a lot down in Florida. I think the Carolinas in Florida. Um, not familiar with the second gentleman. Cossette, co- how you saying it? Co- Colosetti. Colosetti. Yeah. Colosetti, yeah. I don't know. Uh, sounds like something I don't want. Um,
0: um, I had a case of it one time, and it's like pissing needles, <laughs> but
1: it goes ah, away with
0: penicillin. Ah, yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, now I'll let you announce the last match here. The next two matches, obviously, because well, I, I know you're big fans of all these guys. Yeah, well, so I am too, but I know it's your territory, technically. I'm Memphis, and you're, you're WCCW, it seems like. Yeah, uh, We're neck, neck on both of them, but go ahead, keep going.
0: Well, the fourth match here will be David and Kerry Von Erich going over Mark Lewin and Gino Hernandez. So now we get a match where I know everybody's name.
1: Absolutely. And yeah. I think it's, that had to be a hell of
0: a match. That had to have been a hell of a match. I mean, those are all... all Outstanding performers. I mean, Kerry fucked up here and there, but still, the place blew up when he fucking got in the ring. You know. Yeah. But and yeah. He, he was probably young enough here that he hadn't quite. Slipped I was gonna
1: into say in he's only probably twenty years old.
0: Yeah, you he know, hadn't, hadn't slipped a into year some. Or two of out his, of high
1: school.
0: Yeah, hadn't slipped into some of his habits yet at this point, probably. Yeah. Um, you know, Gino, I'm I'm sure was doing blow off a stripper's ass before he hit the ring, so he was probably in rare form. Um, my brother told me the other day that he totally <clears throat> buys the mob had Gino bumped off thing, and um, I just I don't know, Bobby. I just can't do conspiracy theories.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. It just because as soon as you believe one, all the rest get easier to believe. You know.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, because yeah, you know, but yeah, that's a great match right there, Mark Lewin. I think probably we would put him more with Sullivan than in Texas, but. I think we've come up with his name quite a few times in the late 70s here in Texas now, too. Oh,
1: yeah, man, yeah. absolutely, because in Florida and Hawaii, and um, he'd been in Australia earlier than that, so I, I'm not sure. I'll tell you what it is. If you look again, it's the uh, Mark, um, it's the uh, Gary Hart and Mark Lewin connection. That's what it is. Oh,
0: there we go. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's
1: why, because they probably had been over there versus they'd either finished up or, or had done some work down in Florida, um, Georgia, whatever, but they obviously— um, we're together to Texas, and that's the connection right there.
0: Yeah, and this is the. I think this is still showing us uh, Fritz's like minimal crew to book a show. You know, so yeah, take, yeah, Take the manager. He's the,
1: he's promoter says Fritz von Eric there also, just yeah. so he knows. So uh, uh, the main event that night, the NWA NWA WCCW American Championship. No disqualifica. No, no disqualification. What happened, Professor? Tell me All what right. you've got All right.
0: Well, here. we've got uh, Kevin Von Erich versus Bruiser Brody. That must have been a fucking barn burner. And here, you tell me how often we'll hear this phrase. Kevin Von Erich defeats Bruiser Brody.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think someone's doing business. I'd say Brody was probably ready to go back to Japan right after the first of the year. Yeah. Probably got a hell of a payoff, uh, and, and, and Kevin's the new champion. That's um, going to hear that quite a bit probably, but... Um, There you go, man. Uh, Those fucking Von Erics were over. And shout out to Kevin because I know he follows on the uh, on the Twitter machine there. So uh, good deal. Um, But yeah, defeats Brody. Uh, But here's the thing: no disqualification. So um, oh,
0: that's right. So they could have gotten Brody puts them over some
1: way. You know, Brody puts them over some way. Uh, So uh, anyway, next question Uh, of those three. Which of the three shows do you think you would have wanted want to have went to that year? Um, We're not going to go seventy three, or sorry, we're not going to go sixty three and seventy three, but we got three shows from seventy eight. You got one from New Orleans, you got one from Memphis, and one from out there at Fort Worth, Texas. Um, To me, I'll I'll eliminate Memphis myself because I don't have enough information on it, and I probably got to see some of that stuff there on TV. uh, To be quite honest with you. Uh, so I'm so we have two world we got world class championship wrestling or to show over in New Orleans.
0: Okay, so for me, yeah, I got to do the same. I, I Memphis, I have to throw out because we just don't have enough info. We don't know is yeah. that. I mean, that could have been a full AWA show with fucking Patterson and Stevens versus some. You know, that could have been something, yeah. but we don't know. Um, so that's gonna leave WCCW and Tri-State. I can't pass up seeing Dusty Rhodes and Andre the Giant in a tag team tournament.
1: I tell you what, I'm surprised that you went that way because I thought you may stay with your, you know, uh, WCCW. Now, if you notice this, this is this is Christmas night, and it's the NWA WCCW American Championship up there, and then up here at New Orleans, it's the NWA um, Tri-State uh, uh, promotion. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, I'm with you. As awesome, I think that card would have been out in Texas. I think I'd have rather been at the New Orleans show. You got Jerry, uh, excuse me, got uh, Andre and Dusty together like you talked about. Um, you're seeing some great tag teams there. We didn't mention some of the, uh, the ones that probably uh, some other guys that showed up. But then you got that match with um, uh, Mr. Olympia uh, against the Assassin. And then then that final, though, man, when you come out there, you don't know who's Stan and, and Hanson and Ernie Ladd. Uh, man, against Dusty Rhodes and Andre Giant. I'm just like, that's the main event you have to see. I'm sorry. You, you, I'm not sorry. You know, that's that's the card I'm picking too.
0: Okay, I, I got to ask this. How stiff do you think it got if Andre and Stan Hansen were in the ring together? Uh,
1: I'm thinking I'm thinking Dusty probably didn't touch anyone at night. He probably was just like throwing bonnet elbows and bumping around a little bit and selling his ass off. Just a guess. Yeah, um, I'm going to say Ernie was just the, the general got there going, you know, Hey, you know, here's what we're going to do. Uh, probably had something to do with the booking of it. I would imagine Andre probably look around going. Um, I like everyone here. I'm the boss. They all know that even though I call them boss. And I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking him and uh, Stan and Ernie. Um, I think it's nothing but respect and, and, and good work. That's what I think. Yeah. Cause um, I think it's nothing but respect. I, I would say it was hard-hitting, but very respectful. Yeah, okay. Don't make me hurt you, hit you, but um, we're going to fucking work. Yeah. And, uh, obviously, Dusty being a showman, the other three being, you know, not saying that Dusty wasn't legit, but he's the showman of these three. Andre, you know, Andre's Andre. If he didn't want to move, them two guys are not fucking going to move them. Sorry. as uh, tough as they were, but uh, they both knew their place. So, I'm just going to say, man, that nothing but respect, and that was probably a fucking – Good match, you know, and then probably the right team went over, you know, Um, uh, because Stan's probably on his way back to Japan. Andre's going wherever the fuck he wants. Dusty's um, probably going back to Florida at that time. Um, And then Ernie's staying out there in the, uh, you know, to book and help out in the Mid South area. So, yeah, yeah, that's what that's that's just my call, you know. Well, no,
0: I just wonder because Stan Hansen can't see for shit. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. Andre would work as snug as he wanted to. I mean, just depending yeah. on how how things were going. So I could see those two getting not not pissing on each other, but I could see them getting stiff with each other. You know? Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Just like I some, think,
1: professionally speaking. Yeah.
0: Some club shots, and then some. I don't know whatever you would call a lariat to the chest because Stan Hansen ain't going to hit him in the neck with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: But, yeah I, bet that, yeah, I could not pass up on that as far as a match goes. Or, I agree. Or, and or I wish card. I found
1: some more, but that's what I found. Um, So any any closing out notes that we do talk about, Professor? Because i got a quick story I just want to tell you real quickly. Well. Because uh, I do have a couple books. but okay, before I yeah, to, yeah. I wanted you to. No, I wanted you to. Before we close out anything, I just wanted to make sure you'd have anything to go back over.
0: Well, there is one thing I want to bring up. Nineteen seventy eight okay. Christmas time, you know, November, well, holiday time going between late November and December.
1: Okay.
0: Now, Bobby, you know I'm a I'm a big Star Wars fan. You know, big big uh, sci-fi. Yeah, I know, the guy. Geek,
1: geek is fucking cast. I know. Big yeah, geek. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, I grew up here in George Lucas's hometown, Modesto, California. Uh so nineteen seventy eight I would have been f- Five years old that Christmas, and there's a thing called the Star Wars Holiday Special that came out on TV with such Star Wars luminaries as Art Carney, um, B. Arthur, and uh, oh, Harvey Corman. So, what it was? So,
1: a lot of terrible TV, oh, a lot of fuck. waiting for cameos to make their appearance. Is that correct? Yes. And about a 2.1 star? Um, <laughs>
0: I'm surprised it hit 2.1. Now, the thing about this is. I can't imagine that I missed it in 1978, but I have no memory of it from 1978. Um, But I, back in 2002, 2003, 2004, right in there, one of my kids got a DVD burnt by one of their teachers that had it. And this thing was shit on toast. I mean, this thing was bad, bad, bad. Um, But what I discovered was George Lucas had barred this thing from ever playing again, and he has been stated as saying that if he had the time and opportunity, he would take a hammer and go find every <laughs> copy of it and break it. Damn! Yeah.
1: You better hope he's not walking around your hometown with a hammer he's on season. Exactly, exactly.
0: Oh, well, his parents passed away years ago, so he never comes back here anymore. Okay. Um. But, you know, I, I thought that was funny because this is also where Boba Fett was introduced into Star Wars. It was not Empire Strikes Back, it was here. Uh, so it does have amongst all that shit, it does have one grain of gold in there. But I wanted to bring that up just because you know, 1978 Christmas time, and yeah, and yeah. for anybody following Star Wars, this last episode of the Mandalorian, fucking, it, it undid a lot of the damage that's been done to Star Wars over the last 20 years. So uh, I
1: saw Star Wars in '77, so I'm in junior high. Empire Strikes Back in '80, my sophomore year, and Return of the Jedi at the uh, End of my freshman year of college, so um, that's pretty much what I stopped watching, to be honest. And um, it's not that I'm a, I just like those three, and then I just kind of maybe outgrew it. Um, I know sure. there's a lot of been done with it, but um, and then I, when you put this uh, Star Wars holiday special, I like, man, I. If I did see that, I don't remember it, man, you know, back in 78. And I'd have been about 15. Um, you know, I played a lot of sports, and I know it's Christmas, but we had a uh, the AIT, which is Ashland in the uh, Invitational Tournament, takes place, not necessarily on Christmas night. But we had a, we had a shitload of stuff going on. When I was like 15 years old in junior high school. You know, I had girls on my mind, you know, mm-hmm. um, sports, and, and, and Star Wars, like I said, was, was one of the farther things from my mind, so I don't recall seeing it either. Um, any, so anything else before I launch out here real quick to tell you about one real funny Christmas story.
0: Nope. Why don't you lay us, uh, lay us up a Christmas story <coughs> here, buddy? Okay,
1: well, I've got a couple books, Pin Me, Pay Me, Have Boost Will Travel, and I've got um, I Kicked Out on 2, The Educational Wrestler. If you'd like to purchase one of those, um, they are available on Amazon, and a professor here has put those books up. If you go to tiny, a shortcut to those books, if you go to com slash book one that'll take you to pay, uh, Pin Me, Pay Me. If you go to tinyurl.com slash two or slash blaze book two, that'll take you to, I checked that on 2 the Educational Wrestler. I also have a couple of other three stories on there. I've got Yard Time. I've got Megan, hot wife on a DL. I know it's Christmas, folks, but go get some pussy. No, I'll wait for COVID to end. Now, forget I said that. Uh, no, I'm going to tell you about this. Seasons up and greetings. Seasons up and greetings. Stay safe, people. No, one. Uh, it's called my and it's my best Christmas ever, and it took place when I was about 19 or 20, and uh, my brother uh, and myself and uh, my cousin, I mentioned Painsville earlier, my cousin and my aunt lived about an hour away, and we had planned on both, both my grandmothers were alive then, a lot of my uncles uh, that have passed, and my, my aunt that's involved in this story, she's passed. There, there's a lot of history to it. But basically, we were supposed to leave Ashland, uh, meet at an ex, uh, exit up here at Ashland at the border of West Virginia. And it just started. We were supposed to meet like 8 o'clock at morning. My aunt does not get there. Not at, granted, this is an hour away. Uh, she don't get there to 8 o'clock that evening. Uh, free cell phones and this and that. So my mom had driven my brother and I out to that place several times that day because she was on her way, which never, finally 12 hours later, she gets there. An hour into the drive, no, I'm sorry, I'm lying. Not even an hour into the drive, um, my aunt pulls into like the first rest area in West Virginia, which is like two miles into to, to West Virginia. We've got a – basically now it's a six-and-a-half, seven-hour drive to Baltimore, Maryland to do Christmas shopping because my grandmother had given us a card at a couple of uh, – uh, she's a nurse retired from up there at John Hopkins. She said, go have a nice Christmas for me and my brother, and, and we was going to get other gifts for our other cousins. And only, only one of the of the uh, of the five cousins went, so three of us went and three of us stayed. I'm sorry, six cousins, I count myself. Anyway, dude, she pulls in a fucking first um, – uh, service area there, and she goes, hey, hey, Robbie, uh, you take over driving. I got to take a nap. So I don't know what the fuck. She done hit up something, and <laughs> she was out in the back. <laughs> I mean, it's a little green pinto, like a 75 pinto. This like 1983. And, uh, She's in, the, she's not a, a small woman either, but she's in the back off sprawled out. She's out by the fucking next exit, you know. Um, enjoy that ride. And then I'm over there, inexperienced as fuck, and some snow coming down, and I've got to drive us to Baltimore. And she used to always love, she used to do that trip all the time, but, um, uh, both ways, believe me. Um, but anyway, she would take the longest fucking route, which was going like over Gully Mountain, which if you go to from here to Maryland now, you got like, Three fucking highways you get on, you're there. And she used to go over this fucking mountain way over to the Virginia stuff. So fourteen hours later, I get us to Baltimore, and we just have a fucking blast when we get there. We meet some of my cousins um, that that um, you know just my aunt and uncle. I got to see my grandmother from there. Uh, just a just a good fucking time. Uh, it's only two ninety nine on on Amazon. Go download it's an easy. Uh, uh, book, um, uh, e-book. It's only about 20 pages. I'll just have fun with it and give you the, the basis of it there. But, um, man, that's one of my best Christmas ever because it's one of those things, you know, you try to plan something, to go stay with certain family members that you don't know so well, and then you want to see the other family members that you do know well, and it just turned into such a clusterfuck that through the years, me and my brother and my cousin have said, man, that was our greatest fucking Christmas ever, man, because we were just, you know, I think uh, like size like 19, maybe 20. My brother like 16, 15, and my cousin like right in between is 17, maybe. And it pretty much just turned loose. Here's a fucking car. Here's a credit card. Have fun, and we went to a big Christmas party in my other uncle's house that was by the other side of the family. They was partying hard, motherfuckers. That night, I got slipped a Mickey, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the last thing I tell my brother, and my uncle, I was like, Whatever you guys do, don't get drunk, don't get drunk. You know? <laughs> and man, I, I, I think, I, I think the brownies were fucking loaded. Um, I know they were. I swear to it to this day. Um, I'm not sure someone didn't slip something into me in the bedroom uh, because um, there was three female cousins that was cousins by marriage, and uh, we kept pulling the old Brady Bunch line. You know they're not really our cousins. You know, so <laughs> it's just, I'm just giving you the gist of it. We had a fucking fun time, man. So that that's called uh, Seasons up and Greetings. And with that said, Jeremy, I'm just going to say this. Merry Christmas, season's fucking greetings, and you know what? It's a wonderful life. Remember, George, no man is a failure who has friends. Thank you.
0: All right, everybody. Uh, That was Bobby signing off for the holidays. I just want to say, you know, I have heard of Kentucky where the men are men and cousins are nervous. I have heard these stories before. Um, but, uh, you know, I just want to say, Hey, everybody, happy holidays, uh, happy life day. For those of you who celebrate the star Wars holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Kwanzaa, um, happy Hanukkah, I believe is this time of year. Uh, last Friday, I believe is when that started. But with all that being said, I just want to remind everybody, you know, uh, be safe out there, wash your hands, wear a mask. Um, I have seen up close and personal, you know, a family member get sick with this shit. Now you do not want it. Um, with all that being said, don't be a dick Four. yeah,
1: sheep are nervous also.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. Hey, you know why Scottsman wear kilts? (laughs) Cause sheep can hear zippers. And with that being said for Tex Johnson, myself, professor Jeremy Vilmer and Bobby Blaze, happy holidays. Bye-bye everybody.